Welcome to Football Hot Boys, a show where two hot seamen talk about football, say something nice about Matt Ryan, sell hot dogs, and rename the Washington Commanders. Yeah, things cost money, man. It's fucking bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I wish everything just cost one Hopkins jersey. That's just how much it costs. It's like uh, Fallout, but instead of bottle caps, it's DeAndre Hopkins jerseys. <laughs> After the uh, apocalypse, that's the only thing that's left is DeAndre Hopkins jerseys. Hopkins jersey. <laughs> I had this entire factory full of them. I don't know what I was thinking, but now I'm the richest man in all the wasteland. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. You got a week. Oh, it's fine, dude. It's it's going okay. Like This is my first full week back, and it's it's going, man. Nothing. It feels, hey. feels like I never left. If you eat all, all your COVID gone, you feeling all the way back? Just a cough. Everything else is fine. Like. Still, still a little lethargic cough, but as far as like sick, no, I'm not sick. Now that cough will last till you die. Don't worry. Yeah, it sounds like it, dude. It like won't go away. It's insane. At least you got to go court shopping with Cody. That's the important thing. <laughs> before I, before I bit the dust. <laughs> yep. <laughs> before your respiratory system changed forever. Uh, it's uh, not. It's not even the mic. It's just the COVID makes me sound like this. Just like Frank Sinatra. Oh, I know. He's still talking into the same uh, $60 blue, mini Blue Yeti that I gave him. Just that COVID changes acoustics, make him way more podcast friendly. Glad he got COVID, if you ask me. Yeah. It's really a blessing, this whole pandemic and that million deaths in America. And if, at least at least the, the 36 people that listen to this podcast get a sexier sounding Clark. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, it's and well worth it. Thank you to the heroes that have fallen. <laughs> You got a good uh, you got a good rundown for us today, buddy. Not really, because I feel like there's two things to talk about. Really, uh-huh. if you want to get into the meaty topics right away, one, I feel like we should probably, maybe, since we are allegedly a football podcast, talk about the Super Bowl. We have to do. That. Um, it's kind of maybe the biggest thing that happens in the sport. So we'll we get fired if we don't talk about it. Yeah, one or two things to say. And um, also, uh, mom and dad aren't here. And anytime that's the case, that means you know what talk about basketball. Yep. <laughs> we get to talk about basketball. So basketball hot boys can make a return, especially appropriate time for Cody to do whatever it is he's doing. Something purely heterosexual, I'm sure. But like whatever he's doing, that means we get to talk about the NBA trade deadline, which at this point has like 13 hours left in yeah. it or something like that. Yeah. So um the big move already Most, happened, I think. Yeah, yeah. The the big move, the the one move that wasn't like, oh, that's okay, fine. That wastes everyone's time. Was mm-hmm. was that Kings Pacers yep. trade? I feel like, yep. um, just because he's a le- legit stud, like he's <laughs> Sabonis mm-hmm. is a legit stud. Yeah. So yeah, Sabonis going to the Kings. The two thoughts I had. The first thing I saw that I'm like, all right, and then I thought about it. I'm like, okay, Sabonis is instantly the best player to put on a Kings jersey since Prime Boogie. Mm-hmm. So you immediately have at least an All Star to sell tickets. And there's a lot of people like, oh, you can't give up, you can't give up Tyrese. Like, of course yeah, you can. No, that was like, of course you can. Absolutely, absolutely. He, he he's not John Morant. No, he's he, he's not Zion Williamson. Like he's he's a guy who can shoot pretty good. He's a nice young player. <laughs> right. And it's like if you have an opportunity to get a guy that is. The best guy to put your jersey on in a while. Yeah, yep. ship that fucking guy out of town. That's and they're yeah. they're they're acting like Demonis Sabonis is twenty five years old. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's younger than Giannis. Yeah. You you give up Tyrese Halliburton and whatever else the fuck they want. And, and yeah. as far as the Pacers side of it, I don't think it's you know too brutal for them because they have to shake something up. It's kind of it's kind of weird that it's him instead of Miles Turner, but I guess they feel like they could get a better haul, which. It's a decent haul, I would say, for Sabonis, but I'm not mad at either side because 
they both suck. So mm-hmm. why not try to make both of you better if you can? I think that's always cool when two teams like that actually try to make a move. It's not like a dump or anything. It's a legit move. Like like you just explained, mm-hmm. you get you know the Kings get a stud and then the Kings get some or excuse me and the Pacers get some future equity in a in a young potential stud. So it's it's a good trade. Yeah, and it's also one of those things where the Pacers, I'm sure they were getting short dicked on Miles Turn uh yeah, offers I'm sure they were fucking, just yeah, lowballing yeah. the fuck out of them. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like got sick of it. And, and yeah, and they're like, oh, this is dumb. We're not going to be an Andy Dalton franchise where we just fart around in the middle of the league forever. Like, let's just fuck it. Rather than say waste this guy's career, let's ship him, try to build something. Let's just have all the guards in one center and then <laughs> and, and go from there. As, as much praise as I'm giving Sabonis, I mean, I don't know how well him and Turner play together. Um, could be mainly due because Sabonis isn't that great of a defensive player. He's a hell of a rebounder, really great mm-hmm. rebounder, but he's he is a liability as a defender, and that sucks when it's that position, the you know, the power forward position. You would like somebody that could lock down, but he's not really that guy. So it, it, I think I think if they are gonna keep Turner because he's cheaper, then you have to build around that with like more wing players instead of a Sabonis mm-hmm. type player. So and now they definitely have that. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. So it makes sense. It makes plenty of sense. Mm-hmm. Well, and 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 also like as someone who has to occasionally watch Kings games uh, just because <laughs> they play the sport that I like to watch, um, uh, I would rather watch Sabonis and DeAndre Fox together yes. than watch Sabonis and Turner over and over again Correct. play some weird diet tab version of uh david robinson and tim duncan mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so like I, I i it's it's better to watch basketball and i think if you're indiana it's like it's always a bummer when you lose like the best player in your franchise like it's, it's, it's happened to him a lot had, recently yep. so and it's something you and i have had to deal with personally a handful of times now in our basketball fandom yeah so like i feel your pain there but it, like hey at least you don't have to get excited for brandon knight man that was that, <laughs> that was like a year and a half that i had to do that it's yeah. not good for your brain. Like <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you know younger fans, uh, Pacer fans, are you know upset. But it, you know your franchise is is a, is a decent franchise for a mid market franchise, and you've been relevant as far as making playoffs. And you're fucking Indiana, so just relax. Um, like you're you're not done making moves. So no, this is this is the beginning of a process right. where you're just going to you now are going to build around Turner and 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 Tyrese and go from there. But um, so far it's been a pretty, I would say kind of boring trade deadline. I think there is one more thing to really talk about. That's mostly because I'm not going to force our listeners to share my Cam Reddish fascination. So I'm going to not talk about Cam Reddish. Um, (laughs) We can talk about Cam Reddish. I'm not going to stop you. I I like Cam Reddish and I don't a hundred percent know why. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm also, I don't know why he's, blacklisted either so yeah that's the i think that's the confusing confusing part for me because we remember we were watching the playoffs last year i guess it was the eastern conference finals when they were playing Mm -hmm. you guys and we're just like good fucking lord what a spark plug cam Mm -hmm. reddish has just come out of nowhere and we knew he could do that and he finally started to do that and then I don't know what happened really in Atlanta, but I do know what's going on with New York a little bit. I think the entire basketball world knows how Tom Thibodeau is. If you don't play a certain blend of basketball that he breathes, you're not seeing the court. And I guess Cam Mm -hmm. Reddish is one of those types of players. 
Uh, Tom Thibodeau will always put the defender out there before a guy that can put the ball in the basket, which is just still wacky to me in 2022 that he has that mentality and philosophy and has a job while maintaining that mentality and philosophy. But that's his call. And he's also the guy that has pulled plenty of players um, and sat them. So I'm not surprised by it at all. Tom Thibodeau, like everyone taught, he must be the most likable fucking dude. In the world. Everyone seems to really like Tom Thibodeau because that dude goes out and tries to win the big 10 every year. And I don't understand how <laughs> he stays in the NBA doing that. Yeah, I really don't. Cause you think about his, his what I guess last two stops before New York, we're looking at a Minnesota team with um, the 2022 all-star roster that he had, I guess <laughs> 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 and they could barely scrape by. Um, and then before that, he had the D Rose and Luol Dang uh, led Bulls. So that was a really good team. Yeah. So he's been so, yeah. he's been on some really good teams, and mm-hmm. I would argue that this New York team is probably the worst roster out of those three. But easily, I, but, easily, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I would I would argue that they play. Um, I don't know if I want to say harder than those other teams, but they play coll- like collectively like a unit. They're tough. So yeah, they're a bunch of hockey players. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So they got that going, and I think this one, this team, it's almost like he's just better on a team where they're not supposed to be good. He makes not great teams better that's i think that's his his niche if you give he's obviously can't like take scoring talent and make it work so if you just give him like you said a bunch of bruisers and fucking goons he's gonna make that team good that and you're gonna be like wow that i'm looking at these pieces why are they this good because he's that type of dude he can do that well and and we're gonna like touch this specific idea when we put a bow on the uh, NFL coaching searches uh, in a little bit here. But like, I have a lot of respect for coaches that um, I'm stealing this term from a sports writer. I can't properly say at the most point, but uh, guys who raise the Titanic that Mm. go places and it's just like, Oh, this place sucks. It has always sucked. It is a factory of sadness. And this guy shows up and turns it into maybe not a champion, but at least a respectable like watchable, cherishable sport. Yes, that's a legitimate skill. Yeah. So I guess the one other NBA thing we can kind of talk about, and this is multiple moves, but it's more of one topic is finally someone came along with a a single shot 410 and put it to the back of the trailblazer's head and just ended it. (laughs) Finally, just it's over. It's finally done that we don't have to watch anymore. Three years too late, maybe, but um, how do you feel about the haul for McCall? I don't. I don't even want to call it a haul. How do you feel about the things they got? <laughs> Everything has been bad so far. <laughs> yeah. Is how I would describe it. Um, it, it, it as far it's a exercise in how not to do a rebuild. Yeah. Um, because they have no draft picks out of any of it, which is kind of the crazy thing. I think they got a. They got what a. They might have got a pick from. I think a New second. Orleans, yeah. I think they they didn't get anything from the Clippers. They got. Eric Bledsoe, I don't know. Are they going to turn Eric Bledsoe into How do you a not second? get a first for CJ McCollum? That's insane to me, dude. Insane yeah, to me. Th- that's nuts. And I mean, some of the players they got back were, were you know, some nice young players, I guess. I mean, and that's part of rebuilds. You have to acquire players too. But like, I, it, no picks out of all of that. Like, I, I'm going to try to pull dude, up the trade real quick. So, yeah, yeah. So I can, so I don't misspeak. But oh my god, I forgot that Tony Snell was in this. <laughs> I mean, the things that the Pelicans gave up was, um, I mean, I, Josh Hart's a solid player, but okay, so what? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So they did get a future first. Okay. They did. I, pr- I, protect, I was like, I protected they had first. to. Yeah, it's protected, yeah. but they had to. I was like, there's no way they didn't get a first. That would be impossible. So, yeah. And then, you know, some guys in, you know, like uh, Nicole Alexander Walker, he's young talent. But again, CJ McCollum is like a proven bona fide minimum 20 point a night guy. And he's. I want to say he's a better basketball player than Brandon Ingram, so he becomes your second best player. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy. You mean Zion is dead? For yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind, of, you know, that's kind of yeah. the the bad thing. That's got to be tough if you're um, New Orleans general manager, because how do you actually play that game? Do you just like legitimately play it like, okay, yeah, he's he's dead, and if we get him, it's only a you can't like plan for him. I think is the way you have to go with it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, you but you have to create an environment where he wants to come back and Brandon yeah. Ingram and CJ McCollum is I I think the things that don't attract Zion to New Orleans are not so much roster <laughs> issues. Um which I think is maybe an issue that you just can't solve. Um it's just a bad marriage, but stay away from that topic. From the New Orleans side of this, I want to say two things. One, I understand that Larry Nance is by no means like a world beater or a great, but the fact that he just kind of got casually whopped into this also. It's a nice throw in. Yes. Yes. It's like, but at the same time, the Blazers, like I, you couldn't get, you couldn't have done something else to maximize his value or hold on to, you know, he's a younger player. Like, I don't understand that either. Yeah. That's, I mean, um, obviously that's the guy that they're probably, you know, on the phone and like, all right, well, we got to throw somebody in to make cap work. And then they just, like you said, they just treat him like it's just an equalizer to make money match. And he he is yeah, a little... Tony Stone ended up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, that makes sense. But yeah, Larry, mm-hmm. I think Larry Nance at this point in you know their respective careers, he he is worth a little more than just like, okay, we're going to use Hang this... In there. Yeah, we're going to use this guy here. to match salary. Match salary. It's like, yeah. geez, man. It, and like... Not to like, I like the trade for the Pelicans, I guess, yeah. considering how they're operating, where it's like, no, we have to actually be good. So Zion will want to stay here. Like That makes a lot of sense. However, I would like to criticize them for the fact that they had all those draft picks and essentially gave them all away and don't really have a good team afterwards either. When I, it, it, yeah, that's the thing I, I, I think we need to say is it, it's obviously not a good team still. <laughs> <laughs> so that that is the problem like the, the talent they got is awesome i like i just explained but mm-hmm. still not enough and and even if you take a healthy zion that's still at best the sixth best team at the west at best with a healthy zion and it's like so what um but again it, it is all about just playing that game with zion williamson right now that's that's literally all they can do do you want to talk about the carries levert to the deal at all? We, we I mean, I, we I could just talk about him a little bit. Yeah, we yeah. can just talk about. Him. I want to talk about him specifically. Um, okay. He, the the. Oh, hmm, let me think about and choose my words carefully. The allure of him is really diminished for reasons out of his control. Injury. Um, the team he was on, we just explained, has not been good. Um. The dude can put the ball in the basket, and he's young. So he he is like an expensive piece that's not expensive based on that deal. So mm-hmm. I think it is an interesting in that regard. I, I will say that I do think the hot, we have been very um, 
eager to compliment the Hawks and the Knicks for the how they built their rosters. Mm-hmm. They both have collapsed to various degrees this year. Um, I do think that that thought bug poisoned a lot of teams, specifically the Pelicans, where it's like, oh my god, they were they got a point guard and look them go, we we can be that like, and and so they sold out all this like very deliberately acquired draft capital mm-hmm. and ended up just built in a kind of sloppy mess of a team. Um, I think the Cavs took that and were embraced it in a much more measured way. It was like, okay, we're good. The East is competitive, but semi-open. We can get to maybe get to a con- do what the Hawks did and get to a conference finals if we sell out a little bit. Like, it, that trade isn't much of a sellout, except Not really. kind of for the Houston pick. Like, That's- that was kind of... That's yeah, the that's one expensive it. piece. I mean, and they got to trade a guy, and you know, I love Ricky Rubio, but he's not playing. He's hurt. And they he's got, toast and expensive. Yeah, and they got to just basically dump that contract for a guy that can play right now, and he's a better scorer than Ricky Rubio. And like you said, the only real piece was the the Houston pick. Like, I mean, as far as expensive piece that you would like for them to keep as, like what you're mentioning, at the point of where they're at as a team, that's a you know not not really a luxury for them almost a necessity that they needed that pick um but it's like the 34th pick too like it's not yeah like, uh, but yeah but they, they still because think about it what do they have after their two guards i mean now they got carousel so so the, that's what i'm saying now that i'm thinking about it, the carousel bird just like gives them that extra just talent because they have laurie marketing they made a deal with which I, I thought was a good deal for them um Gives him more size, yes, which we could laugh about, but it's still it's a young guy that's good enough to to see if he grooms even more. And they have plenty of size. They drafted Mobley. Uh, Colin Sexton is of course hurt, so you know can't do anything Whatever. with that right yeah. now. Um, Darius Garland's an All Star caliber player, so like they, it's weird how they've built this team, which we've mentioned before, but it's like shaping up to be talented, and it is. It's what I think Indiana was trying to make happen with the Miles Turner Sabonis pairing, like they're uh-huh. actually doing with Jared yeah. Allen and Mobley. Yeah. Um, so like they understand what the strength of their team is, and now they're just like shirting up the wings and everything. And like, yeah. So I, I I do think I don't think the Cavs like, oh, don't play the Cavs in the playoffs. No, if you're a good team, just you'll go. beat them. Yeah. Yeah, you'll beat them. But like at the same time, like try to get better. Like <laughs> that's what we keep saying teams to do, and that's exactly what they did. They're trying to get better. I mean, we don't know how good Darius Garland can get or Colin Sexton or Mobley. We don't know how good they can get. And if they're already this good, I mean, bet on them. You know what I mean? You're you're young. Mm-hmm. You got nothing to lose. You're fucking Cleveland, man. Bet on them. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not making those moves if you don't think they're working. Mm-hmm. Like, you make those moves because you think they're the right moves. Yep. <laughs> so, like, yep. keep trying to win. And, and you're being proven right. So, like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, just sometimes double down is what, is what I'm saying. Like, teams are really quick to not necessarily bail but but just not move forward like they were right on a guy that's i think that's a big problem with a lot of team building uh philosophy is that they get something they see it and then they go uh-oh this isn't going to develop to what we needed it to so now we have to change our course and make different you know plays that we weren't going to make but that's why we like we like you mentioned earlier we've given atlanta new york uh memphis we've given those guys mm-hmm. just the biggest kudos because no, they move forward like they were right. They're like, yeah, we nailed mm-hmm. these picks. Like, th- we're gonna build around and keep. Yeah, because like we 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 just talked about. I think the Stephen Adams deal that Memphis did, where we were like, hmm, that's interesting. And then yeah. they're right again. So 
just keep being right at least even if like telling yourself that you're right it's okay and, you know and use every avenue to get better yeah and because yeah. like that was something where it's why we make fun of trust the process so much because trust the process the process was to be bad until you weren't like that was literally the entire process it's like we're gonna be bad and have so be so bad that our draft picks are good and eventually we'll have good players and we'll do like, nothing not yeah, we're just being bad exactly <laughs> and they're not taking any of the responsibility of getting better and, and and literally every time that franchise had to make an actual decision, they made the wrong decision. And 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 so yeah, so not to get too far down that hole, but like <laughs> these teams are actually building teams as opposed to just like cashing in the free things the league gives you at the end of the year. So <laughs> like big kudos to them. And they've all they've all done, you know, they've all er- earned their picks by being bad, but they've yeah. but they've they've sprinkled more into that. They like you said, they didn't just sit around collect a big profile pick draft a guy and sit still no Mm -hmm. they fucking picked their guy said he's going to be good and this is how he's going to be better when i get these guys around him all those organizations that we talked about have done that exactly man exactly i'll say one final thing Suns are gonna win win the west right like it's not even like fucking close Uh, no golden state's gonna um give us us a legit run yeah okay okay basketball hot boys officially closed uh, Nicole, insert a very loud hammer sound right here. Doesn't have to be a gavel, just a hammer of some kind. Jackhammer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the lawyer, the hammer. Just put him. Yeah. <laughs> lull the hammer, Stanley. Yeah, lull the hammer, Stanley. All right. So let's wrap up. Let's do some cleanup work and finish. All the All the coaches have been hired. Right. So let's kind of do a final wrap up. I really wish Cody was here because that because that motherfucker has some explaining to do <laughs> for what the fuck the Texans are doing. Didn't I just get done talking about that man, too? You remember when I was talking about some, you know, some of the black head coaches I'd like to see back in the league and then bam. Lovey Smith with yep. his giant fucking beautiful <laughs> beard. beard looks Best great. beard in the league. Oh, not even yes. close. Not even close. So, so this is what I was teasing earlier where I have like massive, massive respect uh, for dudes who come into franchises and raise a Titanic that go someplace where it's nothing but a pile of bullshit for sometimes gen- like literal generations of human life. They'll come in and they'll do something. And, and Lovey Smith was that dude. He came into Chicago when Chicago was a pile of shit and took them to a literal fucking Super Bowl yeah. with Rex Grossman. Yeah. Yeah, and then almost took him there again <laughs> with Jay Cutler. He's one big fat BJ Raji interception away from taking the Bears to his second Super Bowl. And he gets saddled with the biggest just cash your paycheck lame duck situation I've maybe ever seen a coach. The only other time I've seen it as bad was when Houston did it last year to David Cully. Which if you're just going to fucking... Just pay David Culley the contract. Why'd you make him another guy sign another contract with guaranteed money that you also have to pay to do the same thing you're going to do with David Culley? The only thing I could think of is, oh, we're going to fire David Culley and we're going to hire uh, Captain Nojack off over here with fucking Josh McCown. And then all of a sudden the racism thing happened. Like, mm, probably super fucking bad if we pass up all these super qualified black coaches to hire this guy with literally zero qualifications just because we like to hang out and talk about god all the time and 
So let's just go ahead and hire another black guy and tell the tell the you know smoke dies down a little bit. We can hire Josh McCown. Yeah, but it's Lovey Smith's not just some black guy, man. He's yeah. That's the thing, though. Like it's it sucks. It sucks that yeah he's getting so fucked, man. Yeah, like yeah. I I, do you think this is is there anything Lovey Smith can do with that team? To no, because it's so okay. bad. All right, I, it's I, so I bad. Yeah, I didn't even get to finish my thought before you. Yeah, you get the right answer. Yeah, like yeah, it, shouldn't have took this job. They were talking. There's four people from that defense currently under contract from last year. Holy to this year. shit, man! Because of the amount of one year deals they signed. Oh my gosh, it was an entirely mercenary team. So they they not only have a bad roster, they literally have no roster. Oh my and now gosh. They, yeah, and now Lovey Smith has to fucking play daycare with these bunch of jokers. Man. So I, this is as bad as like a fan base has maybe ever had that I can think of. Like as far I as may- team construction, not not, yes. not 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 like shitty stuff the ownership's doing. Well, like, they're also in a, yeah, running but for we that there's too. there's other organizations that take the cake. So let's not, you mm. know, get that misconstrued. But yeah, as far as just you looking at a fucking roster sheet <laughs> It's insanely bad. I think maybe the I mean Brandon Cooks is good. Like Brandon Cooks is a good, is a good player. He's the it, best offensive player they have. <sighs> the only good young player they have is Justin Reed, who they have pissed off and alienated to a point that he's just like, yeah, just pay me until I leave. Like, get the, <laughs> like so yeah, it's it, it's bleak, man. Cody, I'm sorry, man. Me too. I, it, it's just insane how fast it happened, too, man. It was like two years ago they had a legitimate roster. They were on the doorstep of the Super Bowl two yep. years ago. Like, and now it's just a bunch of racists and rapists. That's the entire team. So, mm. Poor, speaking of, I wish Lovey Smith the ahead. best. I hope Lovey Smith like yes. proves us wrong all the way. Please raise the Titanic, dude. This would be this maybe the greatest achievement in like coaching history if he got like six wins. Like that would like <laughs> that would be insane. And don't, and first off, if anyone not there hates Lovey Smith, don't fucking come at me with his tenure at Illinois. I don't want to fucking hear No, okay? that's bullshit. That's absolutely yeah. bullshit, man. Get I don't want to fucking hear that shit. Not even Brett Bielema and his fucking fupa can bring those guys back from the brink, man. That is the only football hole deeper than Houston. So don't even come at me with that shit. No wonder he took this job because he's like, oh, this is better than what the fuck Illinois was uh, yeah. stocked with yeah i'll take it at least i don't have to fucking deal with the winter here and they pay me more so fuck it <laughs> humidity's hell on my beard brother than that <laughs> yeah it's it's sad but i'm glad he got a job it just had to be that one of course yeah of course it did man i, I and speaking of dudes that are just getting paid to go down with the ship right now uh dennis allen is uh babysitting the slow death of the new orleans saints <laughs> That poor bastard. There, there's just no, yeah. there's no shot of anything, of anything. It, it's a classier version of the same mess. I think is is the best way. Like there's not all the shitty parts that's going on in Houston. Yeah, but the roster is kind of just as fucked, um, with less cap space. Like, l- listen, they're gonna be under the cap because the cap is fucking voodoo magic. And yes, you can just do stuff to get underneath it. Whatever, especially when you're not expected to win. Just get rid of everyone you're paying money to and then you're under the cap. Yep. Like um they're not going to be able to uh you know resign Armstrong. Uh, it, we're not going to get into the Alvin Kamara thing cuz it's too painful for 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 No, for there's, Clark there's nothing to get into with that. Um there's nothing out like yeah. we don't know what 
yeah, we don't exactly know what happened. And no. we're not going to put our foot in our mouth no. think, either with, mm-hmm. with, with that shit. We're, we're going to wait and see how that plays out. Yep. But, um, they have no receivers. They have literally no outside. Assuming Alvin Kamara plays football again, he's literally the entire offense. Can I jump? All right. So we got to talk yeah. about it. I guess we're different. Okay. I, I don't know how you don't think Alvin Kamara won't play football again. That was interesting that you said that. Of course, he'll play football again if he wants to. I mean, yeah, but it's he didn't hit a woman. The, well, yeah, but this is the way they're talking. This is the first time since Plaxico Burris someone's actually being threatened with jail time. Yeah, well, he, so, he played football again, too. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Play football for the Saints. Oh, yeah, no, that's in, in not iteration. That's a yeah. conversation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's more, as far as this conversation, Alvin Kamara has is in danger of excusing himself, let's put it that Which way. Which might be the best so, movie you could fucking make, man. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to, I mean, other than the big juicy paycheck they're going to give you, you kind of don't want to be hanging around with <laughs> New Orleans right now. No. <laughs> it's They're not going to sign, Taysom Hill's going to be their quarterback. That's horrible. So that's going to oh, be a thing, horrible. man. Yeah, so with no receivers, Taysom Hill, the defense you're going to have to gut to make it under. You're probably not going to get uh, be able to resign a lot of more. Like, there's going to be a lot of very painful things happen in New Orleans, bro. And Sean Payton was there so long that you forgot what the Saints used to be. Yeah, <laughs> before he yeah. got there. Yeah, they have literally been nothing but a mess until except Sean when Payton. Sean Payton yeah. got in there. So again, dark times ahead. For because there's nothing indicating there that Sean Payton's butt print in the chairs is somehow going to freaking cause the magic to happen again. I'm like, no, there's nothing there, nothing left, man. Dude, if they if they couldn't make the playoffs with Sean Payton in this roster that they have left, there there's just no like legitimately no ch- like chance at all for the no. next three years. That there's just no shot. You you go ahead and you draft this year with the best player available because you have literally every hole. So just don't miss your picks. <laughs> And then um, be really bad and hope for quarterback next year. That's really all you can do if you're New Orleans. Dude, they're, they're, it's even worse, man, because I think they're at that um, kind of timeline where they still have some talent on the roster, and they're going to go through the draft, and they're going to accumulate more talent, and they're going to at least get you know one to two hit, like good players, hits, if you know what we like to call them. But then what? Then those hits are going to want to get paid by a good team or or want a certain <laughs> certain contract. And then basically New Orleans did the hard work for a contending organization because then those studs go to those other teams. That's what's going to happen. They're, they're legitimately going to be a bridge organization for three to five years. Yep. That You don't want to get caught in that fucking death loop, no. man. Like, Where you, all you, all you do that. is work for other teams. You, you scout the good talent. You accumulate it. And then your organization does nothing because you fucked up the cap space and roster so bad. And then you can't either A, sign those players, or B, they don't want to fucking sign there. And then literally all you do is sell them for as much as you can get, and that was it. You, good work. You you did it. Remember when Cleveland was literally a farm system right. for, New, for New England right. for like right. a half decade? Anyone yeah. that was on that fucking roster was going to be a Patriot in the next two years. That's just what they did. That was their job. Good. And you yep. were a good player. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You, so, look the Fuku. I mean... It, it, Unless like Drew Brees comes back from the dead and does what he did again last time, like everything had to happen perfectly just to resurrect the Saints the first time, <laughs> like so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be rough, man. It's, it's gonna be the old Saints again, unfortunately. So the only the, there's two other guys that got hired since the last time we talked. One is Mike McDaniel, 
which is a frustrating thing to talk about because I think it's actually a good hire and the situation is stupid and we and the job shouldn't have been open in the first place and like it's dumb that it like worked out for a franchise that was behaving poorly. So that kind of bums me out because I think it's the right hire. It's a good hire. And I don't like that a team who was behaving badly made things actually had it work out for them. Yeah. So I I, I guess, do you have anything to say about that? Cause I kind of like just a muscle pass. No. Yeah. You pretty much nailed it. I mean, that's all that's to be said. It's, it's like, it's a good hire. I mean, but like you, like you already mentioned, why, why were we at this point? So the one I think is a little more interesting mm-hmm. and it's because I'm still trying to parse out exactly how I feel about it is, is Doug Peterson being hired in Jacksonville? Yeah. Cause it, we talked about how much we hate Trent or I won't put words in your mouth, but I hate Trent Balky. Um, and the fact that he could have had, I think the best candidate in the entire class in Byron left, which, uh, and Byron left, which I don't want to work for you. Cause I, I'm, and- <laughs> I, I kind of, I don't think you're going this direction, but Doug Peterson's yeah. no slouch. So that's exactly yeah. kind of what I was going to yeah. say. Um, again, a franchise has behaved badly, kind of backed into a good situation. And I do think Doug Peterson to a certain extent is a little bit what the doctor ordered in that he's very stable yeah. and competent yep. and he's not going to be fucking diddling chicks on the weekend or kicking your kicker in the head or doing anything. He literally lost his job because his fucking quarterbacks got their talent sucked out by the Monstars. Like that's why he lost his job. Mm-hmm. They just got a ring. He's got a ring. And a, and a ring he legitimately earned. He didn't yeah. ride. He didn't Mike McCarthy ride on Aaron Rodgers back to a ring. And he's like the he, only player in like the past two decades that didn't buy himself more time with the organization because he won a that's ring. That's a really good point. Like that's a, that dude just kind of did not get sucked into this hole, but that's kind of an indication of how sneaky dysfunctional that Eagles organization Correct. has been for Correct. a decade and has somehow hung around and been relevant in a way that other franchises can't. The, the get fact away that with. they squeeze a Super Bowl out of just the the layers of incompetency and then like they hit a super small window and fucking took full advantage of it it's kind of impressive but it's also sad too mm-hmm. well it was it was literally a pixie dust super bowl mm-hmm. like nick Foles won it dude <laughs> come the fuck on <laughs> insane yeah so i i think they could in the fact that that um for some reason they didn't want to fire Trent Balky, but they hired a babysitter for him which is i think an interesting like just fire Trent Balky. like i don't why do you have to pay Rick Spielman to come and watch, make sure and basically make all Bulky's picks for him? I don't understand why he had to do that. Because I said it here before that I didn't actually didn't like that Rick Spielman got fired. I thought that was kind of a just a house cleaning thing. So I, I'm glad that he went someplace where he's going to get to do something. But um, just get rid of him. Why? 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 <laughs> We gotta wait. Like, why waste our time? This is this is the Matt Nagy shit all over again. Just fire him now. It'll make me wait an entire year for you to fire Trent Balky. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and again, Kevin O'Connell's like a good hire, so I don't really have a ton to say about it. I I, I do think that um, them getting two young, sort of on the same page guys to run the organization. Uh, okay, I'll give I'll give it a shot because I'm so good at pronouncing black guys' names. Uh, Koziki Adolfo Mensa. Close, That's pretty close. close my I God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but they do seem like ideologically kind of connected, which I think is a great way to um, build your franchise. And I think it's exactly why Jim Harbaugh isn't their head coach. I think if they had wanted to make Jim Harbaugh their head coach and just give him the keys of the franchise, they could have. 
mm-hmm. but I think they hired a GM and they're like, no, GM's going to do GM stuff. Oh. Like you just make the, I didn't we'll look at the groceries. you'll make, yeah, you'll make the food. And he's like, I don't want to do that, which I think is Jim Harbaugh's prerogative. Like, for sure. He's done enough for if he, he can pick build it his way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why Jim Harbaugh isn't the coach. And I think it was, I'm not often going to say not hiring Jim Harbaugh was the good choice, but I think for what they're trying to accomplish that it was actually kind of sound. Interesting. I didn't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what do you have to say about the Super Bowl, DC Clark? I think I've put my fears out um, mostly last week. Um, yeah. So, I don't have too much to say about how the game will potentially go because that's unfortunately how I think the game will go. Um, it'll be an aerial show on certain individuals um i'm just hoping yeah (laughs) yeah i'm just hoping that cincinnati can keep up which is their only shot i think is to keep up and and just get enough of the pass rush through and hopefully just because i mean matt stafford does have a little bit of that tom brady in him if you get to him he can be rattled so that Mm -hmm. is your best chance i also think that um I think at one point I called uh, Joe Burrow the only sack-proof quarterback in the league. Correct. Um, I don't think that applies when it's Aaron Donald that's sacking you. It's different. Um, it's different. Man. Yeah. Because it's essentially you get the ball snapped into your hands, you look up from the snap, and then uh, you're making out with Aaron Donald. Um, so like you can't run an offense doing that. Like You just, you just can't. And if they had any... Any talent on the interior of that offensive line, I would maybe give the Bengals a chance, but I, 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 I just don't know how you game plan around that. Like you can maybe I'm going to run shotgun every single play and run slants. Like I, I, I don't, like, yeah. I don't understand how how you you can prevent that. You can't even chip them because they're you know, like, they're yeah. not going to be able to establish a run because Joe Mixon's going to be a fucking blocker the entire game. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be very tough. Hopefully they can get the check down game going. That way they at least have another option besides their receivers making plays the entire game, which will be very difficult. But yeah, it it sucks because they're going to have to max protect a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's actually kind of a million ways where the Rams are kind of the worst possible matchup the Bengals could have run into. Like they maybe have the one player in the league where you don't have to stack a safety over Jamar Chase. Like this is maybe the one guy that you can just go Jalen Ramsey, just take care of Jamar Chase. <laughs> like, do, do you think that's um, the play? Is that the play? I think considering how fast Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald's going to be in Joe Burrow's jockstrap. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think if you had any faith that he was going to have time, I still think you, you guard him the traditional way with two you guard him the, the top, traditional yeah. way, just because if you give time to Jamar Chase, he's going to wiggle yes, his way. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, because listen, just just the way football works, the receiver always has the advantage. Yeah, like they, they just they just always do, just because it's harder to it's harder to react than to act. So um, if you have two elite players, you, you kind of just always default to the wide receiver, because also the wide receiver knows what he's doing, <laughs> and so does the guy so, throwing him the ball. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, you're at a disadvantage, but. Considering how fast the pass rush is going to be, I, I, you could probably just stack them over there and, and be fine. Fair analysis, yeah. Roll stuff over to T. Higgins or hell, just split someone extra on Joe Burrow just just to make sure you really hurt him. Like, yeah. um, so I, I think on that side of the ball, 
the matchup clearly, clearly favors LA. Yeah. And then you go to the other side of the ball. We already talked about how it's going to be pick on Eli um, all day, every day. And I do like the pass rush of the Bengals. Of course. And I do think that LA, the weakest unit on their entire team is probably their O line. But I, I don't know. You have enough options. Your running game is good enough, and, and Matt Stafford can maneuver enough that I, I don't think that's so good that negates all the advantages. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I, I do think that the Rams will win this game. It's just, can the Bengals keep up, make it a fun Super Bowl, I think is the question to be asked instead. I mean, it's hard for me to envision a way that they actually win. I would be very elated to be fucking awesome and you know fun for football. You know, for a story like this to to finish the final chapter and get it done, but it's just hard to actually see it happen. You know, of course, like then you could say, "Oh, well, they they beat the Chiefs," you know, so anything can happen. But yeah, this ain't the Chiefs, man. The Chiefs also invited themselves into several losses this year, so it, they were not quite the dragon that they were in previous years to slay. Um, I think it's kind of interesting to talk about. A lot of conversation has happened like, oh, this is a must win thing for Matt Stafford. Like Matt Stafford needs this Super Bowl for his legacy. I'm like, am I going to talk about Matt Stafford a hell of a lot different if he wins no. the Super Bowl than if he did? No. no. Like, That's such a Matt Stafford's just I, Matt Stafford. I, I, hate, like, <laughs> I hate that fucking conversation that people try yeah. to start. It, it's ridiculous, man. It's absolutely ridiculous. Well, and I think if like there are certain times that's true. Like Peyton Manning winning that second Super Bowl, I, I think does change a little bit how you talk about him as far as like his legacy. Of, yeah, it's all situation like based. It's all situation yeah. based. Matt Stafford's still Matt Stafford. He could win two more Super Bowls here. It's like, oh yeah, no, he was pretty good. Like, yeah. you know, like he's he's not the best player of his generation. I don't care how much right. you grade the curve of Detroit. Like still, he was a really good quarterback. Definitely. But he, yeah. I'm not going to talk about him as one of the best generation or that now he has a Super Bowl, so he's going in the hall. Like he was a guy that maybe he'll get in, but he's one of those dudes that's going to have to wait like 10 years or something to get in. Like, I don't think the Super Bowl changes that a whole lot. I mean, I, w- where do you put him in the current rankings? I mean, I'm not in the league right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I got, you know, Aaron Rodgers over him, um, uh, Patrick Mahomes over him. And then I think it's start to get, you know, a conversation in the, the Justin Herbert's, the Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Russell. So Russell Wilson is kind of where I draw the line. I still give it to Russell Wilson. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah, it's been a a shitty year, but we've seen Matt Stafford have shitty years, even though it was Detroit, but the Seattle team was as dysfunctional as a Detroit team. So, and also possibly the most unexceptional, like unexcusably dysfunctional team. I was thinking about that earlier right. today where it's like, why was that team so bad? Yeah. Other than like when Russell Wilson was hurt, like, yeah, you're going to lose those games. It's just Geno Smith. Uh, but like when he was healthy, that he, team literally had no excuse to be that bad. And it was still that bad. This was an interesting thing I saw today. Um, I guess it was full point PPR is a little fantasy nugget for everyone listening. Yeah. DK Metcalf, I think had 12 touchdowns this year. Wide receiver 30. Insane. It's it's almost like he's exactly the player that we said he yeah. was going to be. He, he did that <laughs> this year. He did it this year. Literally, what we called him, he did it this Run year. Run straight and catch touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. How do you? How are you the wide receiver thirty with double digit touchdowns? He did what Kenny Galladay did that one year worse than Kenny Galladay did. It. <laughs> like that's 
Yeah, cause, I mean, a, a, a Alan, Alan Robinson did it that one year, but he was like wide receiver. I don't know, he was in the top I seven. think he also caught like 80 balls or something that year. That's too, true. Though. That's like, true. Like the, the reason I brought that Kenny Galladay is he had that 1,000 yard. And like 54 touchdown. catches or something. Yeah, it was like 60 catches, yeah. I think is what it was, which is like sub Willie Sneed level of fucking volume. Like, <laughs> But yeah, just so, just thought I'd throw that out there. Um you take that for what you will, because I mean, the dude's obviously a touchdown machine, but yeah. Cause it's like, what do you do with that? Like, what do you do with that nugget? Like you're not going to go buy low on him in dynasty or something. Like I, I, I don't think you there's probably any- sell them, but like, I, I don't know that. Cause I, everyone saw that. Like yeah. they maybe couldn't articulate it the way that you did, but everyone looks at DK and goes, something they, was they know something was off. Yeah. They know, mm-hmm. they know that he is valued less. Some, some, in some capacity. Um, yeah. But he's in dynasties a little different though, obviously because of the age and you know, that stuff. But the quarterback situation is a question mark. The team situation is a question mark. Tyler Lockett's a question mark. Like there's a lot of question marks, but it's still hard to just bail on a guy with that profile when you've probably made the investment that other people wouldn't at the time, because like most people probably got DK Metcalf because they saw him differently than everyone else anyway. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a very it's different. Very poor yes, yeah. and it's going to be a very difficult move because you were the one that saw him differently than everyone else did during the draft process. Anyway, so he's pretty much, I think, married to whoever owns him. Yeah, there's certain guys you got to eat for the good or the bad, man. And I feel like he's kind of one of the guys you have to eat. I mean, and that's a guy like if you pick him, yeah, you just pick him and that's it. Because I mean, I'm sure a lot of people drafted him, um, probably a, a tick or two early you know, in most people's minds and they did it for this, like this reason. And they knew that this was a possibility and it's still like, he's going to win you some weeks, but he's going to, he's, he's going to be like an Amari Cooper type fantasy player where he, his, his value. Frustrating. Yeah. Frustrating. Number one. <laughs> yep. and, and his values too much to do anything with. It's the best thing you can do is someone comes to you with yes. a deal. Like he's impossible yes. to shop. No, like, can't, can't there's one him. other guy with goo goo eyes that secretly has been, it's just building up the courage to come and ask you for him. Like, that's what you hope for when you're playing in Dynasty and you have those guys. And, mo- and most guys that own DK Metcalf probably lie to themselves, too. Um, not mm-hmm. to throw anybody under the bus, which I don't think I'm throwing under the bus. I'm just, I was genuinely asking him because I was super curious. Like, I w- it wasn't even me fishing for, like, all value on what a guy costs. So to give people an idea of, like, a DK Metcalf owner, their, their philosophy or their thought process with him. So in our league, um, the DK Metcalf owner, he also has Cooper Cup, and I was like, "Hey, man, you know which one do you value more or less?" Because I was I was just genuinely curious because I was like, "This is an interesting conversation right here." You got a 29 year old receiver who's going to be wide receiver one, and then you had a cornerstone dynasty wide receiver last year. He was a top five dude, and then before that, he was like top three. So I mean, he's he's been there. For a while as a cornerstone. And he's 20. And he's 23, five? four. Uh, is he that yeah, old now? Like 24. We'll go. I think he might be. Yeah. Let's go 24. Yeah. Without looking it up. Right. So that's five to six years younger than the other guy that I'm compared to. And his answer was interesting. He said, I value them really close. I think I have cups slightly above Metcalf. And I don't know if that's necessarily a wrong take. Um, I that's I think kind of what I would say. I think cup has more value i think cup also came into the league a little later so mm-hmm. like that number is a mm-hmm. little bit of a liar yeah but um but yeah i think that's that's right I, I i don't think you can see what cooper cup did this year and not value him more than 
pretty much anything right else. I, I yeah. think that's the point i was about to just jump into and play to play yeah. devil's advocate a little bit on what i just said it's weird to even say that they're in the same league because cooper cup should be the answer every time and i think that's a, le- mm-hmm. a lesson that all of us learned this year um because mm-hmm. would you rather have seven to eight more years of what dk metcalf just did this year or would you rather have three years of what cooper cup did this year i think you take the three every, every single time, single time. Mm-hmm. every single time People, when they play Dynasty, get too like obsessed with a hypothetical Longevity. five years yep. from now. Well, it's like in reality, when you build a roster, it's like, oh, this roster is good. You have from the second you realize that you have about three years to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and it, and then stuff starts falling off, and like that's why. Not to make it personal, like I was very happy I won this year because I'm kind of at the tail end of that as far as like roster reconstruction. What my roster came together as it's like, oh, I maybe have one more run back here before I have to start doing like a lot of fucking work, and and so, so yeah, if you're playing Dynasty, don't plan for five years. Plan for like two, two to maybe. three. Yep, two yeah. to three. A, three is starting to get r- risky because that's a lot of time for shit to happen. It's a lot of time for someone to kick a chick in the hallway and blow up your entire fucking and to, to give like a little higher masseuse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, and those things are, of course, you know, uh, you can't account for any of those things. But yeah, but that's what we're talking about. And, and to give mm-hmm. like another little fantasy nugget about um, just kind of the philosophy of dynasty in general. There were so many times where people have went after guys that weren't in my timeline but they were they were those pieces they were those eight-year guys that i had drafted Mm -hmm. or um just had on my roster but they weren't really producing you know fantasy wise for for me currently and you know and my window was you know then or now you know it was in the present so i was like Mm -hmm. but i was thinking ahead i'm like man i can't trade those future guys because i'm going to need them when they, but you can't think like that either you you gotta you gotta, you gotta understand your window maybe you'll need them yeah, yeah maybe. maybe exactly yeah. you don't I, don't I think that those are some of the one of the, some of the biggest mistakes i've made when it comes to just not cashing in on value is i'm like i can't trade noah fan are you cra- of course i could have traded noah fan he wasn't mm-hmm. doing I, anything for me that's my like my, yeah my desire to hold on to Josh Palmer fucked me two or right? three separate Th- times. Think about what year. you would yep. have got to help you mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I my refusal to give up give up on him. I think I had three deals. I think off the top of my dome that would have helped my team. And then you year. finally did it, and look what yeah. happened. You finally you finally gave up on on Ross St. Brown, and look what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That I haven't lost since I, since I did. And, and if, so, yeah, it was, it was a massive deal. Of massive course. Deal. And, and I'm not saying like, oh, you always trade the fucking potential. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, no. I'm saying you have to understand your win. Be smart with it. Be smart with yeah. it. It's weird. I love football. And I, lo- I do legitimately love the Super Bowl. Like whether or not my team's in it or not, I think it's like one of the the true like events in all of like it's an American entertainment. Event, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It, and I do think this, this matchup is very interesting, but I think it's kind of well, to get meta with this for a second. It's kind of interesting. Like as far as like my fatigue on this show of talking about like nuts and bolts football. Yeah. Cause we've done it for 24 straight weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> where we talked about actual football and and it's like you know that's what we do here we love the tits off of it yeah. but at the same time it's like god i'm ready to fucking talk draft yeah and i'm ready i'm ready to get like real like 
goofy and pie in the sky and like like i'm i'm just super excited for some like and to do like silly shit in the off season and stuff oh yeah so like i i think that might be part of where like my like i just want to watch super bowl and watch it as like a fan watching and then move on and then i want to talk like real goofy dumb football stuff like like yeah so they i i'm having a hard time talking about the super bowl just because i'm just kind of more interested in watching it than talking about it so like in and next week when we come back we're definitely going to talk about what the fuck happened in the game yeah of course but at the same time it's like now we can start talking free agency and we start talking like off-season fantasy and we start talking draft and uh, we can start talking about what it's going to look like when Trent Balky's fired. I mean, um, we're yeah, we can do all always kind of look stuff. out when we're not, you know, script or when we when we're not told what to talk about. That's when we are at our best. So right yeah. right now we we watch football and we we that's it. We we respond about what we watched. But mm-hmm. when we don't have anything, you know, to go on, Jesus Christ, we we come up with some crazy stuff to to make people think. I do kind of want the, the speaking of kind of crazy tangentially football related stuff. I do. I kind of want to talk about something. Okay. And I'm very curious to see if you had the same take on it as I did. There was something that happened during the pro bowl besides <laughs> Al Evan Kamara. I, committing I, a, I didn't a watch anything. So <laughs> did, did you, did you watch the catch the, okay, the, I, I take that back. Thing. I saw the skills challenge, uh, which is not the Pro Bowl, so I stand. Mm. I don't stand corrected. I did not watch the actual Pro Bowl game because that's just laughable. But the skills challenge is always a fun. The dodgeball and the catching and all those things; those are always a good time. I, I think those are the only thing that's redeemable from. Uh, Finally, yes. Finally, the Pro Bowl made a change that wasn't entirely fucking stupid, <laughs> and I. I really loved that, like the best catch contest. It was fantastic. They were doing. It, it was fantastic. Um, it. I I, I, I got a lot to it. say about it, so go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say, I have missed what the dunk competition used to be in basketball for so long. It's perfect it has comparison. become monstrously pathetic. It's like, oh, that it, it's not Kobe and MJ. This and felt Kevin like Garnett. the Dwight Howard dunk competition. Yes, and it was. Yes, it was special like that, where it was just fun mm-hmm. and goofy and a good time. And two brothers are going after it. How cool is that? To, yeah, how cool yeah. is that? So, like, I'm tired of the NBA going. We got two rookies and then two teams, <laughs> fourth power forward that are going to come out and do this dunk contest. I'm like, Cumulatively, they average six points a game of the four of yep. them. Yeah. That motherfucker has a number in the 90s and I have to watch him fucking dunk. Are you fucking kidding me? It's always more fun when the guy doing it is a household name. A world-class athlete? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, they're all world-class athletes. I'm not diminishing. All-star level athletes. It's just they have when the persona is more exuberant, the the action that they do is more electric. Like when it's a Mm no-name guy and they do a fucking between-the-legs windmill dunk, that's awesome. Cool. But when Vince Carter does it or, you know, a guy that has a legacy or is just dropping 26 a night, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it just is more impactful. And it, is it fair? Probably not. But I don't give a shit. We're here to be entertained. And that's what we want. Yeah. And when you have you have Diggs and Diggs and Tyreek Hill, yeah. and like literally the most electric, bouncy fucking athletes the sport has to. And, and they were. And just, just Jefferson, I think. Just Jefferson. One? Yeah, yeah. And I still think that that 
art form is going to evolve and they're going to start doing more interesting stuff now that that's kind of out. Like now someone has an entire year. Go, oh, I saw Justin Jefferson did. What kind of crazy shit can I do, when right, I do next year? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, like jumping off of the van through the table, like stuff. That's Diggs fun. Did, that's that, fun. That, that is the kind of shit that I want to see. I want to see Blake Griffin jump over a fucking key. Like, you know, you yeah. know shit yeah. like that. And that's, yeah. that's, you're bringing up a point without bringing it up is that, that's why this is exciting because of the potential, like with the slam dunk competition, there's not too many dunks left. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's not too much that you can do that hasn't been done before. But with this, this is brand fucking new, man. The sky is the yeah. limit. Like people can just do anything. Skydiving. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Shit> <laughs> yes. Like now with all that being said, and we're giving it all of the praise in the world, I, I, everybody knows I'm negative. So I got to tell you about the fucking, just the worst parts about it. So the part I hate the most is it's they got to find a balance between taking it serious and being a fucking Saturday morning cartoon competitive. Yes. Yeah. So the problem right now is that they don't know which way to take and they're like, okay, so who's going to be the judges? Let's get fucking four guys that don't know anything about football and make sure an Avengers in it. Like, (laughs) I hated that. I was like, give me Jerry Rice, Larry Fitzgerald. Give me like Chris Carter up there. Mm -hmm. I want to hear. Like an actual now, because the reason I can say this with substance and that I'm not just blowing smoke out of my ass, mm-hmm. because the best best catch of the day on, on in that event basically was blown off. Fucking um, Birdman or whatever that Avengers name is, like he he doesn't understand. He, could, he, could co- <laughs> yeah. he couldn't comprehend what he saw. And I, yeah. I when I saw it immediately, I shit my fucking pants. I had to go put on a new pamper because I was like, holy fuck. Those catch I'm talking about is the Stefan Diggs one-handed tightrope catch where he literally yep. that catch is insane. He literally he punch he stabs the ball and catches the mm. top of the ball with one hand. Now, I can guarantee that you could grab 200 people off the street and I don't even think one of them could do that. I don't think I can't do that. No way. You can't do that. No, no yeah. way. I, I cannot even come close to doing that. The way he caught that ball, he caught it like it was a fucking baseball, man. That was a fucking NFL size football. And he literally stabbed it out of the air. Like he was like a, a fucking like a one of those birds coming down like a crane coming down to the water <laughs> and, and picking a fucking fish off the top of the water. Insane catch got blown off immediately. Birdman couldn't give a shit about it. I. <laughs> So that's part of why I like too. It's like, oh, we can incorporate the sideline, we can incorporate the crash pad, we can bring a van, like all, all that kind of shit was super cool. Yeah, I say Larry Fitzgerald, Jerry Rice, um, let's let's go with Randy Moss, Randy Moss, and, and then and Hawkeye, and, and well, Hawkeye, and let's put uh, Shaq and Chuck on there too. Just, <laughs> yes. J- just yes. Hawk- just for pure energy and charisma like they'll figure they know what something awesome is when they see it hawkeye so, yeah. what, did, what did you think about that miraculous catch i really like the way that he took his hands and then he wrapped it and encompassed the ball with it and it he never touched and everyone else seemed really excited <laughs> so that was really fun for me just to be part of that energy and he's wearing his, his uh fucking gear and everything he's got his arrows mm-hmm. I, that- but he also has like a batman hood on too like he's like it's something's very off with him <laughs> you're not the real hawkeye yeah, really. <laughs> it, it's just the guy who plays Donovan McNabb on Always Sunny <laughs> claiming that he's Hawkeye. I don't think that's the real Hawkeye. Oh, it's the real Hawkeye. He definitely something, doesn't know anything about off. catching footballs. That's the only thing about football or being Hawkeye. He's a gun. 
It's, like, it's not even a bow and arrow. I'm Hawkeye. He's got a Glock. Like, okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay, sure. yeah, you're Hawkeye. You're Hawkeye. Jesus you're Hawkeye, you're Christ. Hawkeye. Jesus, he's really intense. No, I'm, I'm bad mouthing <laughs> the guy, and I, I think he's a good actor. Um, something Mackie, the guy that played yeah, what? Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie, thank you, but. Johnny Mackie. Johnny Mac. And it's just, it's not his, like, unfortunately, it's just not a place for him. And, like, I get it. People, I'm sure, love to, like, oh, that's so cool. Uh, he's there. But I don't, I, that's not, that's not for me. That's not what I want. I want actual uh, athletes and people that are knowledgeable. And, and you don't have, like, we don't have to take this too serious, like, where we're fucking. No, of course not. We're, we're paying guys to win this event. But I, I don't. I also don't want it to be. It was basically clickbait, like the way they were treating mm-hmm. it. You know, they're just like, "Whoa, wacky, oh, cool, yeah, Hawkeye." Give me, just give me a balance. It's all. And again, I'm happy for the fresh ideas. I know I'm like nitpicking, but that's how I stand. You remember when? Which one of us was actually working? I think it was you that was working that night, and then I went into the hospital to watch a dunk competition with you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it and it was the the Victor Oladipo, yeah. Zach Levine, like quadruple overtime fucking dump contest yep. and that was fucking rad yeah it was fun. like i want to see justin jefferson and stefan diggs go four overtimes deep into the nastiest catch guy like yes absolutely i i do mm-hmm. the, you have to be somewhat competitive like that the, the, i yeah. don't think that's up for debate entertainment comes from competitiveness i mean that's why we watch football in the first place mm-hmm. so so we have drama ha- yes yeah, drama yeah. we gotta have that i mean of course it's cool to just see guys catch footballs but when when there's the pressure of one upping the other guy, that it only makes it more entertaining. Yeah, so I'm excited. I hope they keep that going. It's literally maybe the only redeemable thing in of the entire experience. The, the, <laughs> the only thing I saw from the actual game, the Pro Bowl game, was a still picture of three guys hold. Who are they holding up? I don't remember what quarter. And they were all smiling. Four dudes on different teams, just like grinning ear to ear not really making any contact just like pushing the guy like yes yeah (laughs) and and we don't have to get into this too much but i guess it needs to be said to at least have some validation Mm -hmm. these guys have no incentive to play in that game i get it like none at all so that's the problem that's the root of the cause obviously there's just no incentive to fucking put your health and career on the line Mm -hmm. to to play in a game that literally has no impact on anything um, until something is created to have meaning or impact, this won't change. So I have an idea. It's going to sound crazy, but I'll speak for myself and that I would be more likely to watch it if it was this. Literally just change it to a flag football game. Like I would watch it different. Too. Yes. Yes. It's different. It's exciting. You're not going to see anyone get their fucking dick punched through the back of their head and like make you feel weird about it. Like, it, or just make it two hand. Like just make it something like different. Cause that Mac Jones run where they literally just went. And I think, I think that's down. the one I'm, I think, yeah. I think it was Mac Jones. And then yeah. the pitcher was with three other defenders with, yeah, that, that I don't know if that's the same play, but that's the picture I saw. Yeah, just like make it something fun and different where literally it's like, oh, we're going to run nine routes all day and it's just going to be fun to watch. Or like, just let them be drunk. Let them yeah, be drunk. Yeah. Just make it like make them drink a beer every time they score. I don't fucking know. Like, just make it fun, man. Like, because right now it's not fun. Not fun. It's like perfunctory and it's, it's, I remember I used to 
like watching it when I was young. I also remember fucking dudes getting their shit rocked yes. in the fucking pro yes, ball. Yes, yes, um, So like it was still football. I mean, not that I want to see dudes get fucking comatose in the, the pro ball or anything, but like I want to see them play football. If yeah, do that. Like it's tough. No, it dude. just seems fraudulent, and it makes it not fun to watch when it feels fraudulent. It, it's still yeah. tough though. Like to find a balance with this is not going to be easy, man. Um, because it's almost like. Do we play actual foot? Like you said, do we play actual football? Is that the best option here? And probably not. Um, NBA uh, NFL street, right? Seven on seven. I I don't, I don't know, man. Well, like there was that play where Stefan covered Travion. I saw that. I heard about it. Like they switched, like do more shit like that. Make them play both ways. Like, I don't know. Aaron Donald's got to play quarterback. I don't fuck. Like I was, you know, something goofy like that. That that would actually be cool. No one can play their, uh, drafted position that'd be actually really fun to watch like they have to mm-hmm. they have to play a different position than what they got to the pro bowl for they have to rotate quarterback every possession or something <laughs> and it's like <laughs> it's gonna be the new orleans saints man exactly it's Taysom hill throwing to Taysom hill <laughs> he just like throws it to himself <laughs> Taysom hill makes a pro bowl man i'll call myself hawkeye dress up and go <laughs> fight crime or whatever them. yeah what does he do I don't know what he does. Shoots, shoots apples off shoot, people's heads. Yeah. <laughs> shoots apples and uh, misjudges amazing catches. I love how fucking Hawkeye caught a stray in this when it was Birdman, <laughs> like you said. Which I can't think. What's his uh, Avenger name? It's Fal- Falcon. Well, he was Falcon. Falcon. Now he's Captain America. Oh, he's the, yeah, he is Captain America now. Yeah. yeah. Captain- so how dare you say that about Captain America, you fucking con? Wait until the but fucking yeah. uh, third edition comes out and becomes Captain Falcon. Oh, <laughs> just go to punch his dude's Falcon punching off. people. <laughs> Oh my god! Why people listen to us, man? I have no idea what I'm talking about. I have no idea either, man. Oh man, that's how Captain Falcon was born. Anthony Mackie, that one guy who got outrapped by Eminem in that movie that one time. Wait, was that him? Are you serious? Yeah, no, yeah, hundred percent. Holy shit! He was the bad guy in Eight Mile. I, I, I guess he's the bad guy in Eight Mile. I didn't know that, huh? Or maybe Detroit's the bad guy in Eight Mile. I don't know. Detroit's always the bad guy. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. Who's the bad guy in Eight Mile? That's that's the title of the episode right there. Because I always just name it whatever's at the very end. So someone's like, "What the fuck was this title about?" And then at the very end, it's like, "Oh, dude, I, they mentioned it for two seconds." I, I did. I sent you that message that my buddy <laughs> yeah. that listen. He's he's like, "You guys fucking are the worst, man. You guys get me so interested in it, and I have to wait an hour and fifteen minutes to hear." <laughs> For the two minutes we do on owning the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Which I think we should close with that every time we just come up with more shit we're going to do as owners for the Denver Broncos. More shit we're going to do for the... Um, hmm. Well, we're going to judge the best catch competition. Oh, that's... Yeah, the four of us will be strictly the, the four hot boys. Yes. Yeah, just, just hanging out there getting fucking smashy-smashed and watching uh, <laughs> real athletes do real athlete stuff. And all I just want to see is Stefan Diggs do that same catch over and over. And they're like, let him just make him do it again. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an NFL owner. You do it again. I have a billion dollars. Do it again. <laughs> if they find out we don't have a billion dollars, we'll probably shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Watch it. Just Stefan Diggs do this catch over again. Watch him. I'm, I'm going to make him do it again. Hey, Stefan, do it again. Because I'm a billionaire. <laughs> Definitely. I'm a billionaire. I have it on me right here. If you want a real billionaire. It's, it's, in, it's in this pocket. This is all of it. It's too much for me to show you. Anyway, do the catch again. I liked when fucking Hawkeye was judging. I need to make me keep doing this catch. Yeah, he didn't even he didn't like this, this catch. Did they also make Davy Paul a judge in this too? He just falls around everywhere. It's just like he's, he's like their court gesture. <laughs> gesture. I don't think he's t- said a word since he's been here. He just t- they just keep making him throw. They throw pies at him the whole whole time. <laughs> How much money do these guys actually have? If they can just 
discriminate and you know make this fucking dude look like a tit and he's a he's rich like they just let him he just lets him do it everyone says they're getting paid i haven't gotten paid but we just convinced i'm the only one not getting paid then i'm the sucker so i should better act like i'm getting paid like everyone else is that's how we do it we (laughs) yes we We make everyone too afraid to ask for their money yep if someone says i haven't got paid we accuse them being too dumb to use their like you haven't gotten paid (laughs) what a cody fucking idiot (laughs) This guy did all this work for free, like a fucking sucker. Get out of here, sucker. Cody, did you get paid? Of course I got paid. I wouldn't have been working if I didn't get paid. I'm constantly getting paid. I'm a billionaire. Get the fuck out of our office, man. Yeah. Davey, show him the way Davey, out. Davey, throw pies at him until he leaves. They have to have money to keep buying all these pies. <laughs> it's, it's, it's our first recurring segment. Yep. It's Hot Boys Own the Broncos. <laughs> Secret billionaires. Secret billionaires, allegedly. Allegedly, they have, but, but not that, allegedly. Yeah. But 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 really, we do have a billion dollars. Actually, how much do you need? To, how much of the Broncos? Four four and a half. We have four and a half billion dollars <laughs> after taxes, dude. Oh. It, it, we just. We, what if that was the real case, man? We raised just enough money to buy the team, and then we had to we like had really no more capital. no more capital at all. We were like fucking pushing hot dogs at the concession stand, and like, dude, we were just like really sweating making like that capital mm-hmm. back. That'd be crazy and yeah, we, we we gotta hustle to pay drew yep. Locke. <laughs> it's the worst fucking job ever i'm working at this hot dog stand all day and yep. get all the money to we're, we're at working the at the, like the fucking like the stand the concession stands the ticket administration we're like come on man you want two of these i don't know why you're here you, for just one yeah exactly man no how much money you got in there give that to me it's like, really mean you got mugged by the owner of the broncos at a hot dog stand he was up charging the fuck out of me. He charged three dollars for relish. Yeah, it's completely ridiculous. And Drew Luck sucks. Like why, I don't understand. Why, why yeah. <laughs> we haven't learned all the rules yet. We just assume we have to pay him when we get in trouble. So yeah, it's Jesus Christ, man. We're not paying anyone. Hustling, <laughs> throwing pies at people, scalping tickets to last week's Scalp- games. <laughs> yep. Get your tickets here. Get your tickets here. This is for the Chiefs who played them last. Our tickets here. <laughs> this idiot's complaining. This fucking stupid guy bought a ticket for last week's game. Don't listen to him. Anyway, tickets. That's pretty good right there, man. I like that. I, I like the idea of revisiting. Yes, every week. Every week, yep. every week we have to think of new crazy things to do as a Broncos owner. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Oh. Yeah, I think this one's here to stay for sure. Mm-hmm. Our, actually our first recurring segment was the uh what was it it was about the say one uh something nice about the bears oh yeah yeah every time we have to say say something nice about someone that we shit on too much is there anyone that we need to do that do we need to like circle who back yeah who have we nice been shit, yeah, who, i mean i don't want to put eli apple because we haven't really shit on him all the way uh, no well we can wait till next two weeks we'll have to come back right next week we'll say a bunch of bad shit about him because he'll get roasted right and then we'll have to come back the week after and say so nice that'll things be in about eli two apple. weeks we'll do that but who, who i'm not I'm, I'm not ready to say nice things about john gruden or dan snyder no no no, 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 no. Not never say nice things about dan snyder no yeah we should each take one shot at dan snyder right now um your haircut looks way too bad for someone who allegedly has as much money as you you should have a perfect haircut and it looks like um uh the kind of haircut someone who manages a pay less shoe store would have that's it yep i like that if mm-hmm. 
he decided to actually get a real mascot instead of just a W, and he chose Hawkeye as his mascot, I'd still hate him. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't, 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 still wouldn't make him redeemable. The Washington Hawkeyes, which is a better <laughs> Way name better. the Commanders. Way better. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're not even trying, and we fucking... <laughs> The first thing we do as the owner of the Denver Broncos is rename the Washington Commanders the Washington Hawkeyes. Infinitely better. Infinitely better. Uh, let me see. I'm not ready to say a nice thing about Trent Baalke yet. No, I could tell, dude. Uh, you fucking hate his mm. guts, man. I just hate people who are frauds and aren't good at what they yeah, do. Yeah, I know. It's like, I have to be good at what I do or they make me stop doing it and then also make me So it is frustrating to paid. see a, like yeah. rich people not get that treatment. Yep. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I'm not ready to say anything nice about anyone except for Lovey Smith in uh Houston. We have so a shit we, we have a shit on Lovey Smith though. No, no. And we probably no, never will. Never. No. Never. The Houston Lovey Smiths, as far as we're concerned. <laughs> the Lovey Smiths are playing the Hawkeyes this week. Or the Denver owners are gonna be there. I don't know what they're gonna be doing. I don't know why we why did we let the Denver owners change the name of every team in the league? It doesn't even make any sense that we would allow that. We're just outside of the fucking Washington Stadium. Get your Denver hot dogs here. Get your Denver, Denver hot, hot, dogs, hot dogs They're hustling their concessions at other people's stadiums. And they're just outright mugging people. They're strong-arm robbering people in Washington's parking lot. Yeah, but I guess we haven't really shit on anybody enough that we, like, don't hate. Yeah, I mean, I feel like our... I think we, I mean, we're obviously like the, this is a jokey joke show, but I feel like our like shitting on people have been like more accurately aimed. Yeah. Recently yeah, 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 like, yeah. 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 I think we actually have gotten a lot better at not just being haters on shit, like giving shit where shit is due. That's a good point. Um, I think we've gotten way yeah. better at that. You're right. Yeah. Cause I, I do think if I had to criticize the earlier versions of this show is I think sometimes we, we reach to, to be negative because it's easier to, I I, that. I think the reason that change has happened is just because David hasn't been on. That's true, but that's just because he. But that's just only explains the Matt Ryan hate, though. It's just literally just the Matt Ryan hate. Has okay, dropped well, there seventy nine percent since he hasn't been on. The while show we recently. got the chance, maybe we should do. Yeah. We should redeem Matt Ryan. We should go around and say one redeem. Oh, we should say something nice about Matt Ryan. Oh, that'll man. that'll fulfill our quota for for the uh, oh, okay, okay, segment. Hold on, hold on. You're pretty tall. Pretty tall. Matt Ryan's pretty tall. Yeah, Matt Ryan's pretty tall. <laughs> real man. tall. Yeah, he's real tall. So there you go. That's something nice about Matt Ryan. And he's it's good to be tall. And he's a white guy in today's corporate America. So he's got that going for him too. <laughs> it's about time the white finally made a million dollars. <laughs> wow. We we really did a good job of redeeming Matt Ryan there. <laughs> Seriously, the, we called him tall and rich. <laughs> again, we don't watch sports media as much as you know um, mm-hmm. we used to, but has he been getting like flack? I don't feel like he's been getting any flack, which is awesome. I don't I think. think people pay attention to the Falcons. That's right now. that's what I it think is. The the loop that we accused uh, New Orleans of possibly falling into, I think the the Falcons are there. They're they've been looped, and I think um, you know Matt Ryan is going to be the the spoke of that loop, unfortunately, for the next couple of years. And and I guess. You know, the, both them and the Vikings are in kind of transition periods at the moment. Mm-hmm. And they both, I guess, Kirk, I was looking at this, Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan have the most um, fucking lead weight contracts I've maybe ever seen. <laughs> like, I, if 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 Kirk Cousins gets cut, they still have, he still counts $45 million against the cap. They just have them. They're just stuck. They have them. 
if they trade him, he only counts for 10 and the other team has to eat 35. But who is going to pay $35 million to rent Kirk Cousins and then also have to give up shit? Jesus. That's Mm. insane, man. And Minnesota is not in a position where they can essentially attach draft picks to him right to get him out the door like that contract yeah no so you you have to play it out and i I don't think the matt Ryan situation is quite as toxic but it's very much the same recipe different dish do you imagine Um, fucking vikings gm calling us man as the denver hot boys and we're like yeah we'll hear you out we'll hear your uh kirk cousins deal and he's like yeah man so you guys pay 35 million it's like listen let me stop you there we could totally pay that that's not we have 100%. we have the 35 we have enough million. hot dogs to sell to pay that amount of money but for you, you get so many hot dogs for you to hot insinuate dogs. that we want to pay that for kirk cousins that's my issue not the fact mm-hmm. that you don't think we don't have it because we have it mm-hmm. it's not it's not the problem we are very interested in the fact that you have 45 million dollars <laughs> that you are giving kirk cousins and we would like to explore ways in which we could have that 45 million dollars So would you give us those thirty five that forty five million dollars? It's like, are you trying to mug me over the phone? <laughs> no, that, you're using no, more. No, 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 no. No, no. What, no, we're not doing that. What we're saying is, you need to give us thirty five million dollars, and then another thirty five million dollars to give to Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins. Yes, that's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. So I'm gonna circle back again because it really sounds like you're mugging me. Um, no, 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 no. This is a trade. <laughs> The trade is you give me $35 million. Did your phone cut out? It did not. So you're going to give me $35 million. Or we will be there on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then I put my hand over the phone. and say, we're going to take that $35 million. We're going to buy more hot dogs. And then we're going to flip those hot dogs. And then we'll end up with $35.5 million. It's one of those slow net gains. <laughs> it's a slow net gain. It's like we're embezzling the money through hot dogs. <laughs> We're the fucking Denver Hot Boys, but we're mascots of hot dogs. Like, we just are centered, yeah. centered around <laughs> the hot dogs. Denver Hot Dogs <laughs> are playing the Washington Hot Guys after beating the Houston Lovey Smiths last week. We're the best owners ever. Yeah. Can't wait. We'd be a lot more financially solid if Cody didn't keep buying fucking cryptocurrency. <laughs> Investing all of it into Titty Coin. Into Titty Coin. We would be, we'd have way more than $35 million. We'd have like $37 million at, this at least. And then we bought all those pictures of monkeys. Well, we all wanted those, though. That's no one's fault. <laughs> yeah, that's not an investment. That's just for us. Just around the entire building. It was just <laughs> <laughs> nothing but bored yacht apes or the fuck. Those it's those called. real cheesy, uh, like, hang in there pictures, like where the monkey's hanging onto a, <laughs> a branch. <laughs> <Close> line. <Yeah. laughs> hang in there. It's Tuesday. <laughs> You're not making payroll, payroll, but you bought a fuckload of NFTs. And you just print it out and hung all over the stadium. <laughs> Do you guys like the Jaeger or not? Jaeger's not free, all right? It's definitely not. It's definitely not free. You have to buy six hot dogs in order to get a... Then, so you can pay for the Jaeger. Yes, I like the Jaeger, but I would also like to get paid. <laughs> You're not getting paid in Jaeger. That's, that's too expensive. It's not what I asked. <laughs> okay, well, then we can start this conversation. Then we, then, then we're so we're good. So we're good. No, I came in here to get paid. You didn't want the Jaeger, so I don't understand. 
Every time I go to get paid, they just talk in circles. And I leave. And I didn't get paid. Davy, would you also show this gentleman to the door? We just paid him in, Davy. Yep, Davy. But we just like yell into a tin can on a string because like, we had to sell the intercom system. It's like Rod of Pius kind of throw hot dogs. You can't throw the hot dogs. That's none of this works. Capital for wasting hot dogs. None of this works. This works. We just had the concessions. I know we keep going back to this. It's just so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> we were trapped in this bit. And now we can't get out. Like we're sitting there with our hats on. We're working the concession stand, and the guy, yeah. a guy comes up. Yeah, I'll get the uh, loaded nachos and the uh, and a large coke. All right, cool. Loaded nachos, large coke, and a hot dog. No, no, I didn't ask for a hot dog. <laughs> no, you did though. You did. Yeah, it'll be thirty-five million dollars. <laughs> Fuck the hot dog must be good. <laughs> We'll take that hot dog. We'll take that hot dog. Yes, this is working. <laughs> and like, as soon as the game's over, we go and round up the team, and we're like, we start handing out aprons and shit. Like, they got to go work yeah. more for the stadium. They got to clean the clean stadium. the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> stadium's not going to clean it clean itself because you're going to do it, Cortland. I don't want to hear your fucking sass. Okay, you get paid enough that you can clean it. You don't pay me at all. Listen. You didn't want the Jaeger. And then, then you got in that fight with Davey, knocked him out. Now he's on the IR. He still has to get paid in the IR. And we still need someone to clean this fucking stadium. Jerry Judy's working real hard over there, man. You know. He cares. Coaches are seeing yeah, that. Yeah, they see Coaches that. Coaches are seeing they that. They see that. Yep. I mean, we're, we're describing a joke, but isn't that essentially what um, Haircut McGee is in Las Vegas? Because doesn't he just have just enough money to own that organization? That's, yeah, it's not like he owns a bunch of car dealerships or like he founded a tech company or whatever like no he's just the boss of the raiders his entire profession like i think like jerry jones like has this oil money he's an oil industry or a real estate or something like that like um i think there's a couple people i think the guys who own the bears that's all they do and the guys who own the Bengals, that's all they do that's crazy i think everyone else is like doing other shit no they're rich because of not because of football like Exactly. But, but I think those three people are like full-time sports owners, which is kind of a weird, it's very weird thing to think about. Yeah. Your entire job is to cut checks to other millionaires mm-hmm. so that you make more money by doing that. It's, it's economy is weird, man. I mean, it's like stocks. I mean, yeah, I, I, you pay them and hopefully they I pay guess. you more. <laughs> yeah. like, that's how it works. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. pay you guys money so you guys can be good to are worth to, more. Yeah. To I, make me more money. <laughs> Capitalism's weird, man. Very strange. What are you, what are you strange. gonna do? I'm gonna just t- just to piss off your one friend. I'm gonna title it. Um, yes. The Pop Boys by the Broncos Part Two. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like, all right, it's gonna be a full episode of this shit. Well, leave that part in, Nicole, so that we know that that bastard got called out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, that guy. <laughs> he's such a good dude too and he's such a big denver fan so he was just so, oh okay he was so excited sorry buddy enjoy nathaniel hackett he's probably pretty good right <laughs> we'll fire him anyway as soon as we get in charge so it doesn't matter as soon as you don't get aaron Rodgers, that dude's fucking gonzo yep thank you for joining us another episode of owning the denver broncos uh it's been a lot of fun <laughs> make sure you come back next week where we still own the Denver Broncos. In the meantime, go ahead and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at FB underscore hot boys and tell uh, some friends about the show and help us grow. All right. Well, until next week, stay hot there, boys and girls. Peace. Peace.